this is episode 17 of the Chosen People podcast with special guest Sydney Darling on the need for consistency with Christ, part one. heard of like push pull factors no i haven't like essentially like from what i understand about push, i think that it's a psychological thing you like i don't know if you guys might go over it or something like that in your um in your class but like basically push pull factors are either incentives or punishments that get us to go um things right like like of course like pull is more of like the positive way like you know like like something that we're gravitated towards which is incentives in our lives right like if we finish this assignment then you know we promise ourselves that we're going to go to uh dairy queen to go get like the red velvet cake that we like you know have been like craving for that you know that you you yourself have been craving for like the past week or something like that i don't know like you're able to push yourself to do something or you study or you know if you study hard enough for like a quiz or an exam that you can get an a and that will bring you out of like the c that you have in the class and bring you to like a B or something, right? And then push factors that, you know, of course, like if you're being pushed, it kind of sounds more like negative. Um, it's, those are like the punishments, right? So like if you, I guess that it can also be like the getting an A in the class thing, right? Like if you don't get an A in this class, then, you know, not only will it push you, will, will it keep you in that C, but now you're like at like a low C, like a C minus. And if you're at a C minus, you might lose your scholarship. And it's kind of like, you know, like having those types of things on you as well. Um, if you, I don't know, like you go to Dairy Queen, you get that red velvet cake and then you eat it and you feel super satisfied, but then you remember that you're lactose intolerant, kind of like, that's like a little bit of like another, oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's no, like a push factor. No, I don't um, want to go to Dairy of, Queen though. <laughs> <laughs> you're not lactose, you're not lactose intolerant though, right? No, I'm, I'm not. Oh yeah. Then you can go to Dairy Queen. You're fine. But those who are lactose intolerant, I'm sorry, yeah. you can't. <laughs> Um, but that's, you know, that's like a push factor kind of, right. Knowing that like, despite what your, um, what your decision is going to be like, you know, the negative impact that it's going to have is probably not worth whatever you're doing kind of. And I've seen it in my life, at least with different things and with different choices. And, uh, even when it comes to procrastination too, you know, like, um, how push and pull factors work in my life, whatever I'm like pulled towards, like trying to finish college so that I can be able to get, uh, my bachelor's and then go to grad school and get my master's as well uh, and just have, you know, like a good, a good uh, academic standing so I can get into grad school in the first place. Um, and then there's push factors, right? That like, if I don't graduate, I mean, not that I'll be like a hobo. Like I think that people, you know, th- there are very successful people that like, you know, that, 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 that either drop out of college or don't go to college, you know, that actually do pretty well, but I don't necessarily have a skill or a trade that I can depend upon that would really like, be able to sustain me for like the next for the rest of my life kind of besides something that I can learn in an in, in a in an academic institution like I'm at right now so I'm therefore also to being pushed towards my goals as well and like neglecting both of those is just you know truly bad for your health do you feel like you have push pull factors that are in your life as well when it comes to school and I guess also too you know for the sake of this conversation just self-improvement in general, including like spiritual improvement. 
Um, definitely when it comes to school. Um, because there is like, I mean, I guess in a way there is something I could fall back on if I didn't want to go through with my career choice or my major. Like I could always fall back on through writing. It's just not like a sustainable choice, you know. Yeah. Like no one promises you're going to be like a best-selling author. I mean, I'd love that, mm. but I mean, oh, don't worry. Knows, I feel like every know? single writer so has been like a New York Times bestseller, like a number one Times New York bestseller at least like some point in their life. You know, every single artist I that know. I come across and like, always has that title. I'm like how many are there like it's like are they just giving these away yeah i feel like they give them to me (laughs) they they overmade these and they're just giving them out they're just like oh like oh you wrote like two pages or whatever just here you go it's fine it's like it's amazing a plus words here's your new york times bestseller sticker yeah i would love that (laughs) so you said that you could fall back on writing i guess that that's kind of like a well i guess that that doesn't it's it, it kind of fights against maybe like the push factors, but anything that like yeah. is propelling you to, well, actually, sorry, sorry. You said that it's not like a necessarily like a sustainable thing you could do. So that kind of is a push factor, but uh, what about pull factors that you have? Like what things are you drawn towards that are helping you to live a good life and graduate and, you know, seek God? Definitely. Um, well, I really like my major. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Um, I like neuroscience. It is kind of hard mm-hmm. sometimes, especially with organic chemistry, but it's fun. I like learning about the brain. I've always been interested in psych. Just another thing is that I don't necessarily know what I want to do with my major. Like I had an idea. I wanted to be a PA. Um, oh. And then I like rediscovered my love for writing and I was like, will I have time to do this with being a PA? I don't know. And then also Corona happened and I was supposed to shadow um, an intern but I can't because of the pandemic. So oh, yeah. it's kind of like, true. I don't have the time to figure out if PA is what I want to do because I can't go in and hands-on do it myself mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's like, I, I still have to figure out what I want to do. What PA means like professor assistant? No, physician's assistant. Oh, physician's assistant. Physician's okay. assistant. Okay. Yeah. But I've also looked into being an OT. What's an OT? No, why did I forget what it is? <laughs> is that um occupational therapist? Occupation okay, okay. It's an occupational therapist. Yeah, I don't know how I blinked on that so badly. But yeah. <laughs> it's fine. At least it shows you what you want to be now or what you have like more experience and maybe like, you know, being a TA is I'm sorry, a, P- a PA is um more so on your mind than being a, an OT. I thought OT was gonna be overtime or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that at least if you have like a faint, at least if you have like a faint idea of um, what you want to do or that like the fact that like, you know, you said that, like you, you like your major. I think that's like a big uh, propagator when it comes to wanting to be in college and stay in college and like, you know, like, try to chase your major because it will also to push you to like, are you thinking about grad school as well or med school? Yeah. Yeah. So that will More like also- so grad school than med school. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, master's, PhD, or you're not sure yet? Not sure yet. Okay, okay, okay. So, I guess that, I mean, well, trust me, same thing for me, too. I'm not sure. Like, I know that if I love, if I fall in love with geology, then I'll go for my PhD. But at the point that I'm at right now, where I know that it's interesting, but, like, I'm trying to still find, figure out, like, what's, like, the, the necessary applications of it, Um, I think that for the time being, I'm just going to 
kind of stick to, you know, getting my master's at least because that's what's going to help me uh, in life. But like you said, you, know, you love yeah. your major. You, it's something that you actually find interested in and sounds like you're you know, truly in, excelling in. So I would use that to your advantage. Absolutely. And um, be able to like go off and, and, and stick with it because the more time that you spend learning in it and more time that you spend, like you said, like shadowing and um, being like on the field and doing like the actual work that's required, I think the more expertise you're going to have in it and the more that you're going to be able to also to teach others. So we talked about uh, procrastination and we talked about um, habits and push pull factors and like, I guess, like what occupies um, our time more so when it comes to trying to have consistency and trying to avoid the lack thereof. Uh, do you feel like there's any Bible verses um, that like help you to stay consistent with your relationship with God? Yeah, I definitely refer back to Colossians 2.6. Um, and I actually haven't pulled up so I was prepared. Um, it says, so then just as you receive Christ, Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him rooted and built up in him and strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And I feel like that kind of just reminds me that we should consistently be in God's word and in his presence in order to strengthen our relationship with him and to try to continue to be rooted in him and in our faith. And that pushes me to be more consistent and also that with just like a desire to build a healthy relationship with God. And relationships take time. So time takes consistency it all kind of ties in with each other mm -hmm. exactly yeah exactly. yeah and amazing. then also i read something that was super cool mm -hmm. um i read this quote and it says that um let me find it okay i read somewhere that inconsistency kills the intimacy we seek to have with god wow and when i read that i was like wait that's crazy <laughs> like that's such a wow quote because it's so true like if you're not consistent then you're not intimate yeah. you know and that's with any relationship that's not just with god because i feel like sometimes we don't think of god in the same way as we think of like having a relationship with other people or having a relationship with our friends or family mm -hmm. but in a sense it could be the same like in the way that you approach having a relationship like you have to spend time with that person to build a relationship with them and it's the same with god right right yeah no that's actually really that's really insightful i didn't I don't think that I've seen it that way. Um, like, sorry, I'm not like I'm. A, I'm saying that you're correct in saying that. I think that I haven't been seeing that it that way, and I need to be seeing it that way. Uh, that he, it's a friendship, you know. Uh, obviously, it's a father-son relationship first, but also too, like this is. It's sort of like you know when Corona happened, and we weren't able to, or at least you know like when it started, and all of a sudden, you know, we couldn't see yeah. our friends. We could see like, you know, fr like, like our family or the people that we were staying with. And those relationships, I think that we're able to at least grow or maintain or um, what have you. But when it came to our friends that we hadn't seen in a long time, especially the ones that we weren't keeping in contact with through like texting and calling and stuff, all of a sudden seeing them again, you know, you're able to yeah. catch up and everything, but like your demeanors have changed and your personalities have changed. And it goes a bit back to like that, that um that saying that you know like i think that uh, some it was somebody who said it a while ago how about like how you are basically a reflection of like the 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 five people that you spend the most time with right when you don't spend your time with you know a certain person you probably over however long that you're not spending that time with them 
kind of like lose parts of what makes you and them very similar. And same thing with God, where he will always be with us and he promises to always be with us. Um, but in a in a metaphorical, but also too realistic sense, we have to make sure that we're spending time with him too. Like you can be hanging out with your friends or you can yeah. be like on a date and you can be, and the other person can be like completely uh, invested or, you know, I like, like, like talking or whatnot. And you could be completely emotionless or like, you know, deep in your phone and not connected. Like you're there, you're present, but you're not emotionally or mentally present in the way that you need to be uh, in the same exact way. Yeah. In, in the same exact way, that's how we need to see our relationship with God. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it all ties back into like being intentional with your time and with how mm -hmm. you're going to spend it. Yeah, yeah. You need to know at least. Like, do you do you have a set time in your days that you um, have a quiet time or that you have that you pray with God? I don't really have a set time. Um, I was mm -hmm. trying to have it right before my classes at ten specifically, but. Sometimes I'll wake up at 10. Sometimes I might wake up at like 10.30. My classes normally start at 11. Mm. Um, so okay. it just kind of just happens whenever it happens, but in the morning, normally. Like if I can't wait until nighttime because I won't do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's good though, at least, you know, that it's genuine um, and that you're having, like you're, like you're not trying to just stick him in for, you know, like, like X amount of minutes and then uh, come out of it and kind of like get on with your life. Like you're actually... Kind of like when you feel like it, not when you feel like it carelessly, but when you feel like it um, genuinely and that, you know, like, you know that you're ready. Because if, yeah. if you're in like a bad headspace and, you know, you can either do things to clear, clear that out or be able to get ready before actually being able to talk to him. So within, um, you know, your life, like apart from this like scheduling um, that we're talking about, right, just in the general sense of your relationship with God and your consistency with your relationship with God, what, what things do you feel like Satan tries to put in your life to prevent you from having this consistency that you're talking about? I feel like this is such an interesting question because it's not really like a physical thing. It's kind of something that triggers like a mental response in me, like external stress from school causes me to like want to shut down or feel, I feel overwhelmed. It's like, oh no, I can't do anything. Like I'll kind of draw back from whatever I'm doing and it's like take a step back and reevaluate and it's like okay I'm busy I have this to do I have this to do and then I feel overwhelmed and I just don't want to do anything else besides school so I kind of get into right. this headspace right. of school is priority and then of course back to like school is an idol oh I see what you mean yeah it kind of goes back to like when you were talking about how fearful you are of not being able to do those things and like uh, what priority it places on your life. I feel like ever since I was younger, I've just always put pressure on myself to do well in everything that I do. I'm a perfectionist, so maybe that's where it comes from. Um, mm. I just want to put my best foot forward in everything that I do. So if I feel like I can't give enough time to God, then I feel like I can't, then I just won't do it. You know, mm -hmm. if I feel like, oh, I yeah. just don't have time, then I just won't do it at all, you know. But then, like, mm -hmm. the reality is that I do have time. I'm just not using it wisely because, yeah, I have a heavy workload with my classes and time commitments with school and the ministry, but there's always time for me to spend with God. I just might actively choose not to use it or I just don't use it wisely, 
you know. And then I also feel like with all this extra time comes like a sense of complacency where like I know and like, you know, we all know like we don't have to be perfect and that's true. But I feel like then you kind of get into this headspace where you're not working towards trying to not necessarily be perfect, but trying to be better for God or be better for yourself or for your family. You kind of get into this mindset of like God has grace on on you and knows that you're not perfect, so it's fine. And then I have to like take a step back and remind myself like I can't take advantage of God's grace like that. And that in everything I do, I'm working towards growing closer to God. Right, right. And how often do you feel like you find the healthy balance in between the two? In between trying to rely on God's grace for when you're not perfect and also to fighting back against like Satan's lies that you have to be perfect all the time. I definitely feel like I'm still trying to find that balance. Like there hasn't been a time where it's like, oh, I've got it. Or if it is, it's kind of temporary. Um, I feel like I've been better about it this semester, which is interesting because this is probably my hardest semester. Um, but for some reason, I've been able to be like, okay, like it's fine. I missed it today. Tomorrow's another day. And I'm going to pray about it and talk to God about it and it'll be fine. Kind of giving myself, kind of giving myself grace in a sense, instead of beating myself up about it from like my perfectionist nature. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, it's okay. You know? Right. Yeah. That's, that's good actually. Um, Cause it's, it's, it's hard to fight, fight between both extremes uh, when you're doing, like when you're trying to do the best that you can. And when you're trying to make your parents proud and make your friends proud and, you know, set a good future for yourself, a lot hinges on school and a lot hinges on the success that we find. Um, it's not like a number one. I think that if we don't have that time with God, then like we can, I think I said this in another episode too, that without God, we can actually achieve a lot of our goals that we want to achieve. But the value that's going to be placed behind it and the like the everlastingness of it um at least for you know like 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 the stuff that we have in heaven um that's going to be lasting forever um but when it comes to also to like the things on on earth and the things that we have right now the everlastingness of it is not going to be as long lasting as it would be with god we can do some of those things um but the success is nowhere near to where we actually go. So no, that's actually really good yeah. insight. Um, that helps me too a lot uh, to to kind of fight against perfectionism and trying to at least do something rather than just nothing because I'm feeling like yeah oh you know like my quiet time has to, has to be like 45 minutes long and it's got to be like I'm reading like you know like six to eight chapters or something like that. No, it's like how much I feel like is going, how, how, how much I'm getting out of it. And at least if I'm getting the gist of what I'm learning and I'm able to take away something that I can be able to use and apply throughout my day. So on the topic of that, right, what do you feel like your opinion, your personal opinion is on like missing quiet times? Like, is it something that you look down upon or that you um, like speak against or more so it's about like when you feel like you should have them um does it you know does it have to be daily per se um yeah what what what, what is your opinion on it 
I feel like you definitely have to find a good balance because I think when I first became a disciple, I was so, um, I guess in a way, like determined to have a quiet time every day. So like in a sense, um, if I missed one, I was like really upset with myself. So I didn't have grace with myself and I would just be like, oh my gosh, I missed a day, I missed a day. But then it kind of started feeling like a chore in a sense because then it was like, oh, I just need to do this and just need to do it. And it was just something for me to check off of my list. And I never want God to be in just another box in my life, you know? So just kind of having grace in yourself, but also not allowing it to become such a habit where you're missing out on reading your Bible like all the time. Right. So I guess it can be kind of tough to find the balance, but I feel like it it looks different for everyone because even for me, like I need a mix of things. Like I need a mix of like reading my Bible and praying and worship music. I can't just have like every single day just reading my Bible. Um, because then I kind of feel disconnected from God and then I don't feel like I'm absorbing everything. So it's definitely mm-hmm. different for everyone, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, like like with my way of worshiping, I don't know if I have ever like relied on worship music throughout my quiet times. And maybe it's just because that's like the way that I worship. Like I feel like I... I feel like for like like you said for for different people calls for different things. For me, some good quiet times include me having like a like ten to fifteen minute prayer with God. Like that's I think for me sometimes like that's like satisfactory enough, and not trying to check off that box that you're talking about. And I think that for some people who talk about like their younger upbringings uh, in the church. The, a lot of people do talk like the people that I've talked to and it was like friends and stuff. They talk about how it's um, it was forced upon them when they were younger, um, but they are able to either overcome or realize that it's more of a relationship than just trying to say, Hey, like I had a quiet time today or I read my Bible and you're able to like post it on like your Instagram or whatever, um, you know, on your stories like, Oh, this is like the verse that like, I read today. Like it's not for the clout. It's for, you it's for you and yourself and for god and so that you can also to be able to help people and have that knowledge on hand as time goes on so um yeah exactly yeah so do you feel like you have any like methods that have helped you keep your consistency with god like we did talk about boastful factors a little bit but things that you do in your life to keep you consistent in your quiet times and in your prayer and in even just meeting up with other disciples and having fellowship yeah um so with other disciples i feel like the most important thing is being intentional because even though we can't physically be there like there's always facetime there's always house party there's always texting mm-hmm. or like instagram there's always ways to stay connected and i love that and then um with my relationship with god i feel like i've had to experiment more during quarantine um, just because I'm at home more, so it's like, how how do I feel connected if I'm not at church or if I'm not, yeah, like if I'm not at church, it's kind of like a, a weird feeling to not be in the building surrounded by other people who love God. It's just like you at home. Um, so yeah, um, some things that have helped me are like um, journaling, which is interesting. I feel like some people are like, even though that's like writing in a diary, but 
trust me, like, to me, it's just so different. Like, it's so sobering seeing your emotions laid out for you, written by your own hands on the page. Like, to the point that sometimes I didn't realize I was keeping in certain emotions or feeling like a certain way until I look at the page and I'm like, wow, like, that's how I was feeling. And wow. it's kind of nice also because sometimes it could be kind of like you could direct it to God and like say it out loud as if you're talking to him. That's super cool too. I have done that. Um, mm. Definitely helps me feel closer to God. Prayer walks are cool. Um, being in nature is really cool. Like I love seeing the sunrise or the sunset and I'll just be in awe like God did that. And I love it so much. It's like the best thing. Um Late night worship. I don't know what happened. One day, I decided to listen to worship music at like, like two in the morning. My parents were asleep, and <laughs> I was in my room just singing to worship music. And I felt so close to God with like both my AirPods in, like jamming out. Wow. And my cat was in my room, like, "What are you doing?" But <laughs> like, it was great. Yeah. It was like the best thing. And <laughs> I was like, I'm having, literally, I was like, I'm having a moment. But oh um, God. that that was super cool. Um, finding new worship music um, as you can tell like I love worship music I don't know I before quarantine I never really relied on it as heavily as I do now but it's like such a therapeutic thing for me like if I ever feel distant that's the first thing I go to and I love music maybe it's the band nerd in me so that band. it's like <laughs> yeah coming out I think music. that's the culprit right there. Um, yeah yeah that and kingdom literally Kingdom. we found it <laughs> yes oh yeah for sure um and then praying all the time or praying throughout my day has also been another thing that i've relied on to feel close to god like i feel like i pray a lot now um in like the little moments or little things like i pray before we leave the house um in the car like my parents might not know this but like in the car i'll like sit there and pray for a second or a little bit like for god to protect us as we're like leaving or coming and going um i'll just pray like for little things in the house pray for people um so yeah relying on prayer um praying for other people um i love doing that like asking for prayer requests because for one it keeps me accountable because then i know i'm i'm going to be i'm going to be praying um and then i just love seeing how god works in other people's lives um i feel like it's easier for us to go numb to the feeling of god working in our own lives because mm. he's always working but in other people, it kind of brings a new perspective. So it's cool to see how their lives change because like you prayed for them or just how God's working in their lives and you get to see it, you know? Right. Wow. And that's all in two years of being I know, that was, that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. From two years of just being a disciple, you've, get, you've like gathered like so many different types of methods and disciplines. And also, too, just, I mean, normal uh, relationship things, you know, like that have impacted your relationship with God, like in a way that makes you feel like you're close to him, in a way that makes your cat question whether or not you need to have an exorcism as <laughs> as you're as you're worshiping him at like 2 a.m. basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. So from what I heard, let me try to see if I can remember. When it comes to relationships, right? Being able to oh, call people. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I'm I'm going over it now. I <laughs> I, I <laughs> my memory is a tester. Um so Yeah, my memory is so bad. My memory <laughs> is so bad. I feel like I have a terrible job like remembering people's names like five seconds after they've already told me. It happens every single time. But 
I'm so good with names. I'm so good with names and faces. But like with anything else, I'll remember the most insignificant thing, Mm -hmm. but I won't remember like something I need to know for an exam. It's like I need to know this. But my brain's like, no, you don't. I walk around like a campus or like, you know, I'll be going to class or whatever. And it's like I know like all the lyrics to like every single like song that's like coming on. And like I'll know what song it's gonna be like like a millisecond into like you know how it starts, and then I'll go into class and we're talking about something like we just talked about like last week, and I'm like we never even went over this, and then he'll show like the the the, the slides from before, <laughs> and I'm like oh oh yeah no we did never mind never mind it's like we did yeah, my memory like I think I, I just have a selective yeah. memory but let's see if my selective memory works here um <laughs> so from the things that you said. <laughs> When it comes to relationships, right, with other people, making sure that we're spend that we're having consistent contact with them, like you said, house party and FaceTime. Um, and I say I honestly advocate for both of those because it's way better and it's way more emotional um, than just texting somebody um, straight up. I think that's. I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big texter, yeah. but I think that when it comes to to, to keeping those relationships with people, yeah, face to face or at least digital face to face is like choice right um worship of course worship music whether that is worship music or just worshiping god in general and praising him and having um times of adoration uh like you said um prayer walks that's something that my mom has like been like you know uh uh, preaching about for like the past ever since i've been born really and i've gone on a couple of them actually um i went on one i think in january uh, it was like a day of just for me, like praying and fasting. And it actually was impactful. Like I felt like I learned a lot about myself yeah. that day. Um, journaling. That was another one that you said. Uh, I've tried it here and there. Personally for me, and I, I hate saying this because I feel like I want, other, I want other people to journal. But personally for me, it didn't work when I tried doing it for like about a month. But I know that it's helped like you know, 10 times, um, you might, that you could even like, you know, think of, uh, of people to be able to put their words to paper. I think that I do better getting how I feel out, uh, verbally than I do, um, when it comes to writing, but there are people who probably are able to express themselves better on paper and then be able to look back on themselves and actually see like, yeah. like how they were feeling in the first place. And, um, it's, it, it, it almost like acts like a mirror to show you um, what's really deep down inside. And then from there on, you're able to put the puzzle pieces together. Um, praying anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Praying, praying anywhere. That was another one that you said. And that's just praying for anything, praying anywhere, like making it just a normal habit, um, trying to pray for a test, praying, like you said, in the car, praying for uh, the people at McDonald's to get your order right. You know, it could be anything at all but as long as you're making like a a consistent habit out of it um it's as if you kind of just have this like walkie-talkie that's always on as you're talking to god um praying for others too and i guess by definition praying with others um could be another thing because yeah i think that praying with others for me anyways like i've always felt this like weird like home feeling whenever I pray with other people, no matter who it is. Like I feel like wow, like these are really like my brothers and sisters. Like I'm I'm with I'm with other people doing something that I do that I do or at least that I did in the morning like, on my own. Um, kind of it's something that it's something that's meaningful to me. 
I'm doing with all these other people talking to like the same guy that I feel like I have a personal relationship with. I'm able to see like, oh yeah, like he cares for him and her and him, you know, as well. Feels pretty good. Um, seeing, yeah. what was the other one? Seeing, oh yeah, uh, seeing God's work reflected in other people. Uh, I think that that's more of a a less active one. That's a bit like a more of like a passive one because you kind of have to to wait to watch those things happen. But I think that when you do, at least for me, you know, like when yeah. you're able to see those things happen, like like those other things happen, it makes you less numb to the miracles that happen, or or at least like the good things that guy provides for you in your own life. Because um, you're able to see, like, oh yeah, like, you know, he cares for that person too, and especially when they're like blowout miracles, you know, like a promotion or uh, a, you know, a, a baby being born healthily, those types of like things, whether they're big or small, I think also too grows our faith into saying like, wow, like there's no way that this is just by chance. Like there's a God that actually cares for us and is meaningful and intentional with how he does love us. And um, there was one last one that you said about people, I think, but I... I forgot it. I'm. I'm just gonna. Uh, you. But I'm sure that it was. I'm sure that it was actually really good. I. I, I totally forgot. But it's all right. Um. So in general, I feel like this has been a really good conversation. Like, for as a college student, I really need to get like whatever type of advice that I can get when it comes to being consistent with God and making time for Him when it feels like there is no time for Him. Uh, when it feels like I'm at college because I'm at college and I'm trying to spend the majority of my time studying and doing work and um, trying to figure out why my group isn't doing something well, like a group project kind of, right? Like those types of things, whether they're big or small, usually end up like adding up also to, you know, like our procrastination because we're either tired or we're just lazy. That comes into play and makes, makes us feel like we don't have time for God. And in a nutshell, it kind of feels like from what we've both been saying, the reason why a lot of us lack consistency is because we don't see the value in our quiet time sometimes. We lack consistency because we lack the sight of the meaning of what our quiet times are standing for and what they mean for the rest of our day. Yeah. Um, it loses sight of that. We're able to, we, we lose sight of that a lot of times because we feel like school is more important or because we feel like, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a specific amount of time or like, you know, I don't have to be perfect. God's going to forgive me a little bit. No, it's, it's about the character that we have uh, before coming to the metaphorical cross and being able to either pray to God about how we're feeling or open up our Bibles and learn from those in the past or look at um you know Jesus's example so that we can be able to live our lives in a in a similar way. Um so I just have two more questions kind of to to, to wrap it up here. One question uh well the, the first question before we end. What do you feel like is the most important characteristic that we should have when it comes to reading our bibles and praying every day? And I think I know what it is, but um you can go ahead and say it. I'll just I'll tell you if I think that I'm right if I was right or not. Okay. okay. So I think that it's discipline. Oh, never Is mind. Is that what you were gonna say? I was gonna say uh <laughs> intentionality because 
that was something that you, I think you said about like three or four times throughout this thing, but I guess it was kind of close a little, a little bit. Yeah. No, that, those two kind of like tie into each other in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely feel like discipline is one of the most important characteristics you should have when it comes to like reading our Bibles and praying every day and spending time with God. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and then also Asia, she told me this once and I've never forgotten it. She said that motivation gets you started, but discipline keeps you going. Yeesh. And the first time I heard that, I was like, wow. I say wow to a lot of folks because <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah, that's crazy. In one of your books, uh, you know, you should have somebody at least like like drop that truth bomb in there somewhere. Like those are the, like, the types of quotes that like get <laughs> their like headlines the in Times Square, you know, like where it's like all of a sudden just up there. Or at least like what books are known for a little bit. That's one of those ones that you can use. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's one of those ones that would like stick out and everyone would be like, wow, that's Sydney's book. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At the end of it, you know, you can maybe, maybe say like, oh, yeah, this this book was like slightly, uh, you know, encouraged by a. This is like just slightly inspired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is not original. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is this has been really helpful. Um, acronyms and, and, and metaphors and all. So my last question for you, Ryan. <laughs> is um, an important way. It's not on the topic of this, but it's just one that I ask everybody. So if you can go back in time, right, and you could talk to yourself on the day that you first became a disciple, what advice do you feel like you would give yourself? That's such a good question. Um, I feel like I would tell myself that it's okay to not be perfect and to take things one day at a time. Mm. Um, It's okay to not be in control. And sometimes that's frustrating because I mean, like, I'm human. I definitely want things to go the way that I want them to go and the way that I imagine them to be. But God has a funny way of doing things and it can take us all by surprise. So I would just say to trust in him and he'll be with me the whole entire time through everything, the hills, the valleys and everything in between. So just trust in him and have faith and I'm doing good. That's very true. I feel like that's like a very popular one that a lot of people say. Uh, in these episodes that, you know, just, just to be able to trust. And I think a big part of that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I might be right in this. And this feels like it's true for me as well. The reason why a lot of us or those who have been disciples for more than like a year or two years say that we need to, that, that we would tell our younger selves that we would trust God is because things usually worked out for us on our end when we did choose to trust God. Was that kind of like how it's been yeah. for you yeah yeah like that's what i feel i think and yeah. in and all and you know inversely the times that we didn't trust god or the times that we decided that we knew that we knew more than god not every single time but the majority of times i think we saw how wrong we were and that things didn't work out and things probably would have been so much better if we had just trusted god no matter how good the 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 you know um the, the other option felt or how, no matter how more sensible the other um, option has because anything can happen within a 24-hour period and usually yeah. that's what that's you know when when god does his work in the least in, in the most unexpected times so so yeah so thank you so yeah, much exactly. for being on this episode with me sydney i hope to hopefully have you on uh another time and yeah yeah this is so fun <laughs> all right thank you so much all right take care 
All right, that wraps up today's episode of the Chosen People podcast. Please make sure to share this episode with someone you think would benefit from what we talked about today. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow this podcast and never miss a new episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, make sure to subscribe as well. This episode is just minutes of your time wasted if you only listen. So if you haven't already, I strongly encourage you to use what was taught today and apply it to your lives. And a quick reminder to you all, no matter what religion or race or creed or gender you are, you are loved by God. It's corny, I know, but it will always be true. He cares for you. And no matter what happened yesterday, we are a new creation in him today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode. And as always, spread love and live chosen. Thank you.